Hey, it's Mal. And Maddie. And, and this, this is Matter, Matter of Fact. Fact. <laughs> Just two best friends dabbling and speaking with superficial knowledge on our subjects. In other words, a smattering of facts. What is up, my guys? We are here with another exhilarating episode of, as a matter of fact, and Rory just jumped off of my bed. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my goodness. It's a, a wild time out here. <sighs> my throat is extremely sore. I don't know what's going on with me. Oh no. I drank a nice big glass of very, very hot lemon and honey water. So hopefully that helps. And I slept a lot. So that's good. Yeah. But I like have zero motivation to go shopping and get food and and then make food for this week. So I have food to eat. (laughs) Yeah, I have had very little motivation this weekend for anything. productive because yeah um, this weekend was like homecoming weekend oh yeah and so did you see Gretchen no I did not oh she was up there apparently why like they all just was homecoming weekend oh (laughs) (laughs) I guess she was there for like the homecoming game question mark yeah I was pretty sure yeah, we, like, totally shut them out. Sorry, I just knocked my microphone. <laughs> they didn't even score any points. Oh. And we scored, like, 37. It was American football, by the way. Yes. Yes. So. Wild. So, yeah. Wild times. I'm trying to think what I did this week. I had another show. Did that go well? Yeah, it went pretty well. We were supposed to be outdoors, and we got moved indoors because there was, like, a lot of rain. And so there were no, like, side lights or front lights. It was all top lighting on the stage because of, like, such a last-minute change. Yeah. So it was – it didn't look bad, but it was just different to be on stage like that. So – but it went well. It was a pretty good turnout from the audience, and yeah, it was a good time. That's good. Yeah. Yep. Very fun. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Mal? Um, I don't even know. That's <laughs> we're doing a lot of like mystery ones where we don't tell each other. I've, I'm gonna try to figure out a mystery one for this week. For next yeah. week, I'm excited. I don't know what I'm gonna talk about yet. I'll think of something good. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I was just trying to figure out how to, like, say my topic in, like, a few words, like, in a title. But mm-hmm. That's um, okay. I can condense to a title, too. Basically, it's, like, famous events in history or famous just... I guess events 
that have actually been debunked as a myth. Ooh. If that makes sense. Sure. Um, like the moon landing. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> We're just a conspiracy theory podcast now. Yeah, just like things that have happened in history or like things that like you're, I don't know, a couple of them like I learned from my history teachers and then it turns out they're actually not accurate. It's kind of like those things that, like, a lot of people believe actually happen, but then there's actually either no evidence to prove it or... Oh, like... It's actually just false. Would one of them be, like, George Washington chopping down a cherry tree? Yes. Oh. I guess we could start off with that one. (laughs) So sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was okay. Nice segue. Valerie looks so disappointed in me right now. It's okay. Yes, she said. Yeah, how did you know? Sorry, it's just my brain working. So I don't know how many. (laughs) I don't know how many of these like people actually know, but I know like at least all of them I've heard at some point in my life to be true. So all right, I'll let you know my opinion as well. All right, so first one we're gonna start off with George Washington chopped down a cherry tree. Um, this is one of the most famous American legends that as a six-year-old boy, George Washington chopped down his father's cherry tree. Can I, can I just like pause this already? Yes. Six years old. I know. Chop it. Do you really think that he was swinging an axe enough to chop down a a tree? I'm sure it wasn't like a huge tree, but like still. I know. I feel like even back then when, like, they're used to, like, maybe doing hard- more hard labor like that, like, still as a six-year-old boy, probably. I mean, that hatchet's got to be heavy. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. And his, like, famous line is, like, I cannot tell a lie. I did cut it with my hatchet. Um, For those yeah. of you who aren't from America... This is a very common thing, especially told in, like, schools or by, like, parents about, like, honesty and, like, it's better to tell the truth than, you know, to get caught in a lie, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this event never actually happened. It was actually invented by an early Washington biographer, Mason Locke Weems. And <laughs> To illustrate the remarkable virtues of that remarkable man. So remarkable. So, yeah, he just kind of made it up as a metaphor sort of thing. All right. Well, I mean, I just, I guess I don't understand, like, like why, if you're going to make something up, why would you make it up when he was, like, six? Why not, like, something when he was, like, older? Because I feel like as a six-year-old, like, I don't know. I feel like the older you get, the more corrupt you can kind of become. Because you have, like, I don't know, more, like, influence on you. And loss of innocence. And I feel like it would have been a more effective story if he was, like, I don't know. He did something when he was, like, 17 or, like, 20. Yeah. And then told the truth about that. I don't know. That's true. I just don't know why he, like, like his father's cherry tree. Like, why not something 
I don't know. But, but yeah, like, what, well, what inspired him chopping down the tree in the first place? I'm sure that there were, like, lots of trees in the area that he could have gone and chopped down. But why specifically his, like, father's cherry tree? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe his father just really loved it. Yikes. And that's what their whole, like, lie, telling the truth sort of thing is. Okay. Uh, okay, next we have um, Jesus was born on December 25th. What do you mean Jesus was born on December 25th? Well, that's let me tell you. his birthday. Well... <laughs> Let me give some background. Um, the winter solstice was celebrated by the Romans from like December 17th to 25th ish, like in that range. And this like solstice brought about like this festival that they had and like that included gift giving and like family time and stuff like that. Um, and then when Emperor Constantine converted to Christianity in the early 4th century, the traditional Roman holiday was appropriated by the Christian church mm-hmm. and they kind of just made that like the holiday to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Right. Is there like a timeline of when people think he might have actually been born? Yeah. Um, so, well, first, like, later, like, that's when St. Nick was assimilated into the festivities, mm-hmm. like, um, because he famously distributed them on December 25th, so, like, people just kind of merged the two, and um, there's no records, though, suggesting that Jesus was actually born on that day, or really any day around that, um, but most scholars apparently believe that um, he was born between 6 and 3 BC, probably sometime between spring and fall, so like the summer. Okay. I don't know why they think that, but that's that, that, that got me questioning, like Christmas in July, is that actually Ooh. more closer? I more always close. think it's interesting, too, because when you see, like nativity like scenes there's always like snow like on the roof of the the stable or like on the ground and everyone's like kind of bundled up but i'm like in jerusalem does it or i don't know does it snow in jerusalem i have no idea i mean i don't know i don't really know where they are in relation to like if I if I think of like the U.S. I don't know like where they would hit yeah in the parallel lines in the horizontal latitude. Well, we have a solution to this problem. I'll look it up. <laughs> Does it snow in Bethlehem? Right, that's where he was born. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, no, that's Pennsylvania. <laughs> is there Bethlehem, Pennsylvania? There it is. Wow. Okay. Um, there are there is snowfall in Bethlehem in January, February, and December. Hmm. Okay. So, but 
if I don't know, but if the summers are like warm, like I don't know, like if he was born in the summer, there wouldn't be snow. Exactly. Yeah. So. So I think it's like mainly because like. I don't know. I think I feel but like also like it... the calendar wasn't like solidified like the 12 months. Yeah. And isn't like the Jewish calendar different than our calendar? Or was it different? I I'm not sure about that answer, but I, don't know. I know that the calendar isn't or it wasn't what it is today. Oh, okay. I know that they are well and they already had like Easter in the spring, so maybe they were like we need to balance this out. Right. I- yeah. <laughs> they're like we need something, something to to get people through the winter yeah honestly so. it probably was also like a money thing like oh sales go down in the winter because people don't want to get out and about so we can just plop this holiday and we'll get the most sales of the year that's true so yeah we don't really know when the actual day was I mean, they didn't really have birth certificates as far as I know back then, so. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Oh, I've got all this information from thebestschools.org. Oh, like. yes. But Very a lot reputable of reputable site. Well, I fact-checked a lot of it from, like, history.com and like, okay. stuff like that, so. You know. You know. Okay. Another thing, I've never heard of this, but apparently some people believe it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be on this list. Um, that Julius Caesar was born by Caesarian section, which is C-section. And that's how they, like, got the name. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, it's like, spelled... he was, like, the first. Yeah, because it's spelled, like, Caesar. Caesarian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently he was actually born a vaginal birth. Yeah, I'm sure. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, yeah, he actually was. Um, but the C-section, um, was actually part of the law of Caesar, which stated that a child is to be cut out from the womb if the mother died during childbirth. Oh, so they already had been doing this way before Caesar was born. It was like a common practice. Practice, but like it wasn't it might have not been like there probably wasn't if the mother was like alive, she probably wasn't going to survive um that cuz you know. Yeah. <laughs> not a very high survival rate, but yes. Yeah. So apparently he was born normally. So good for him. Good for him. <laughs> Hopefully his mother lived. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, next one is Christopher Columbus discovered the Americas. So the New World was new to Columbus, but it probably was already discovered by um Leif Erikson. Oh yes, I've heard this one. The ancient Norse. Uh, missionary where if you know Spongebob they have an episode about Leif Erikson Day oh fun fact um cool. that's the only I don't reason. know that episode 
Yep. So I didn't watch SpongeBob until like three years ago. So that was very true. Um. So historians, historians. Oh my gosh, historians I'm having, having such a hard time talking today. <laughs> historians. You're like I the first. Well, we're good. I'm the first person. You're actually like the first person I've talked to today too. Yeah. I have not really <laughs> talked. I said good morning to my roommates. Yeah, pretty much. About, and then I went back to bed. So. Yep. Okay. Um. So historians generally agree that Leif Erikson first landed on Canadian shores almost 500 years before Columbus arrived in the Bahamas. Um. So he was sailing over there as an explorer, um, but also to like evangelize because uh, he was a missionary. And so apparently he was attempting to reach Greenland, but then he sailed off course and ended up in what we now call Nova Scotia around there. Oh, okay. So that's I feel like that's a long It's way a long to way sail off course. course. Like I feel like he'd be like, are we like where are we? Like are we there yet? Sort of thing. So Leif Erikson was probably I mean there's probably it's a just... lot of other people too that like discovered it but weren't they either didn't get like the you know I don't the know the recognition say, like, of e- it. They, like, maybe they didn't find their way back to like tell anyone or whatever. Yeah. But... I just always find it really interesting that people like back in that day would just like Oh, dee do dee do. I'm gonna take off and find some new land. Don't know where I'm going or what I'm gonna meet when I get there or how long it will take me. But off I go in this boat into uncharted waters where we don't know what the weather's like or anything or diseases or anything. Like, they just like left. I know. And they were just like, here we go. It's so crazy to me. I can hardly, like, leave my house to go someplace that, like, I probably know how to get to that's, like, ten minutes away, but I, like, turn on my maps. Oh, yes. (laughs) Same. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I would survive. I'd be like, I don't know how to get here. And then, like, how do you make sure that you have enough food to even get? Because you don't know where you're going or how long it's going to take. Or, yeah, and, like, how to get back. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you literally just had, like, a compass. Yeah. Could you imagine if, like, your one compass, like, got stepped on or, like, tossed overboard or something? Hopefully they had backups. (laughs) They followed the stars. Oh, my gosh, Which also makes zero sense to me, either. (laughs) (laughs) They all look the same to me, like... Well, that's why there's constellations. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Just don't let me be your navigator on a ship. Like, Yeah, don't let me be your navigator either. We'd be so lost if we We're also just really it. bad at navigating when we have, like, a phone that is telling us directions and we're driving together. <laughs> we're really bad at that. I know. And even, like, it'll say, like, 500 feet away. I'm like, how far is that? Yeah. Or, like, like, a, like, half a mile. I'm like, mm, is it here? Is it there? <laughs> I like miss so many turns. I before. love when it goes at the next 
light turn right and I'm like yes next light I can turn right yes that is the most helpful information I needed to be like at that big tree that looks like it's about to collapse turn left like (laughs) oh my goodness all right (laughs) and on that note don't let us go sailing alone no um next one most men in the colonial era wore wigs like powdered wigs we talked about why they wear powdered wigs in a different episode we did worst diseases go listen to it oh yeah well apparently only about five percent of the population actually wore them wow and it's like interesting because like in any movie or like tv show um shout out at outlander outlander um they're like wearing these powdered wigs and apparently only they were only worn by like lawyers statesmen i feel like outlander does a pretty good job of this because i can't remember like being overwhelmed by the amount of powdered wigs in the general population it's only when they go to like those fancy events that's true so yeah they were really expensive, and they were only worn by, like, basically rich people. Um, yeah. I need so. Outlander season six to come out. Oh, my goodness. I, yes. <sighs> okay. Sorry. Next one, kind of related to powdered wigs, but not really. Um, I mean, they, pro- they wore them, so. Um, Marie Antoinette said let them eat cake and this is false oh we we baguette so (laughs) according to legend marie antoinette who was the bride antoinette (laughs) the who was the bride of king louis the 14th um this was like before the french revolution leading up to it kind of um so she was queen of france and she was notoriously indifferent to um the poverty stricken people and the peasants the peasants and the looming famine um as they cried out for bread and there was no bread she responded just let them eat cake and so i i've heard about this this falsity through watching the movie uh Peabody and Sherman is that what it is? I Mr. literally Peabody yeah, I was gonna talk about that. Mr. Peabody <laughs> and Sherman, such a cute movie. I love that movie. Me too. I haven't seen it in a really long time. I just watched it the other week actually. Oh, it's cute. What do you know? So, she didn't actually. There was like no evidence that she actually said this, and even though like her lifestyle was very. She was recorded to be quite generous to charitable causes, and she apparently recognized these people's struggles. They just wanted someone to to pin the blame on. Yeah, and so she was, like, really well-educated, and she probably would have known better than to say something so... Insensitive. Yeah, insensitive, so... She probably didn't say that, but, you know... Well, I stand on her side. <laughs> I stand boss, with Marie boss girl, girl boss. <sighs> oh, 
Yeah, can you imagine, like, living in the, no. um, what do they call it? Versailles. Versailles. Also, did you know in Versailles that they, like, did not have, like, bathrooms? So people would just, like, go. Chamber pot? In, like, just, like, but they would just have them, like, in the corners of a room. And so people would just, like, go. And they would just, like, leave it there. It wasn't, like, like, immediately. Like, yeah, like, in a chamber pot. But, like, they weren't, it wasn't, like, immediately disposed of. So it just, like, probably all the time. Yeah. Because they would always have, you know, those, like, big, lavish, like, week-long parties. And people just. Was there, like, a divider? I have no clue. (laughs) Like so oh gross. Well, as a woman, you could sit just in the like corner pick real up. Quick. You could just like pick up your skirt and like place it over. I guess, you know, but like I get, could like, not. I could not take a poo with everyone just standing there. Everyone was drunk, so still. You you would have you would have been drunk too. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that's something I would really like to do. Like is tour. Versailles. Oh. I bet it's... No! <laughs> I was like, what? Where is no. this going? No, no. I want to get drunk and just poop in a corner. Like, no! In Versailles. In Versailles. Well, I mean, what? We should go tour what Versailles. Places? That would be so fun. That would be really fun. We could get lots of baguettes. Wee wee baguette. And cheese. And I could speak some French to the French people. Yes, I like only remember like random things. Le congélateur. <laughs> I think that means the freezer. <laughs> it's like my favorite uh, word. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, next one: the Salem witch trials burn people at the stake. <laughs> They didn't actually burn people at the stake in America. They did oh. in Europe when like they had Scotland? their whole... Outlander? Yeah, Anyone? Uh-huh. Uh, when they had their whole witch trials, um, yeah, they actually did burn people. But they did not burn people in America during the colonial times or later. Um, so the Salem witch trials were like in 1692 and um a lot of the i mean i don't think we have no we haven't interesting but Um, but speaking of this time period did you listen to the morbid the recent morbid about the new england vampire panic that was at the same time around the same time as the witch trials Oh, yeah, I did. Where they basically, they talked about more specific cases, but it was basically my episode on the vampires. I thought mine was better because it went into <laughs> I know. I, like, a broader detail. It. I know. I started listening to it. I was like, hmm, I already knew this because of our episode. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe maybe next week we'll, I'll talk about the Salem Witch Trials. That could be interesting. That could be interesting. I'll do that. I'll do that. Okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, 
in America, people, I guess there's like 19 records of people dying by hanging, which I thought there would be a lot more than 19. But maybe that's just in Salem? That's also just the recorded ones. I'm sure there probably were people who just like were pulled from their homes and hanged like in I know like the movies and everything nowadays make it seem like everyone in that time period were just like hanged like yeah <laughs> just like we don't like you you're hanged yeah exactly you did but, something as a that's like, a minor how, offense like, they have, they have, like all these like <laughs> they have all these people just like lining up like waiting to be hanged and out oh, later it's like we're going to whip you and then hang you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, 19 died by hanging and one person died by pressing. Pressing. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. He got squished. Oh, that's so scary. That's so scary. Ugh. So, uh, poor... I wonder what that one guy did. I and, guess like, we'll find out next week. Like, versus, like, the other 19. That's my question. For In you high to... school, um, we had to read the crucible. Uh, the crucible, and then we had to do a project on it that was worth like twenty five points. And everyone in my class like made a poster and then did like some sort of like you know simple like example thing. Like Mallory did something with like food coloring and water to show like how life yeah, was it... spread. Like it starts out small, but then it yeah, it was like a demonstration. <laughs> I came up with that like the night before. I was like, hmm, what can we do? Oh, drop some food coloring in a fishbowl. But then my friend Sarah and I were paired together and we decided to create this whole like eight minute spoken word like poem thing with an interpretive dance that went along with it. It was a 25 point project. There was no reason for us to do that. We went hard, but everyone loved it. So that's true. The teacher loved it. Yes. That's so funny. I wish we had a recording of that. I still have like the script and stuff. It was very intense. Oh, no one ever like videotaped it for Mm -mm. you? No. But I guess I could have. I didn't even think about that. We had it like, we have the script still and we had like the whole thing memorized. Yeah. We had, like, different inflections for, you know, an I'm sure we had, like, a week to do it, too, or yeah. something. Yep. It wasn't very long. There was no reason for us to do that, but we did. <laughs> okay. Next one. Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. Excuse me. Is there not a whole thing at Greenfield Village in Michigan? <laughs> Of Thomas Edison's workshop with a pile of like discarded light bulbs, he most okay, certainly okay, invented the light bulb. No, he did not invent it. He perfected it. So yeah, so there was like a lot of, you know, there was light bulbs existed, but they were not very efficient, and so Thomas Edison actually. Wanted to all that working was like to improve the light bulb and make gotcha. it actually like useful because like before it was basically like not worth it 
yeah to like buy one and try to use it because like they were very unreliable and expensive and they like did not last long at all so apparently up to like yeah so apparently up to like 20 other inventors um were doing the same sort of thing as edison did trying to build a better light bulb um but edison's version improved on the filament yes and had like a lower voltage than others at the time and so basically he created something that could last for hours and hours the the best version yeah yeah that's really interesting i like so i guess he like he like invented the light bulb as we know it today i mean i don't even think like light bulbs like what edison created are really used anymore but still it's still the same concept for filament light bulbs. Yeah. Um, I think this is really interesting because this is also, like, for our non-American listeners, another story that you get told about, like, perseverance. And he didn't, um, what was it? He didn't fail a, a thousand, thousand times. He, he figured out ways to not make a light bulb. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's just like a very random story. I feel. I mean, I guess I get it, but it's like such a a random use of history. <laughs> I mean, I guess we remembered it. So, and That's the mitochondria true. is the powerhouse of the cell. Oh my goodness! So yeah, um, he didn't really invent it, but he. Definitely improved it and made it actually, you know, useful and, yeah, helped made it what it is today. Um, okay, last one I have is, you know, the explorer, um, Ferdinand Magellan? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Portuguese explorer. And he had a crew of about six or no, 260 men, and they set sail in September of 1519, which was what is that like 602 years ago? Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, Matt. wow, <laughs> and they had the goal of sailing around Wait the world. Wait a second, well, 500 and two years ago yeah 502 we got it i was thinking 21st century yeah Yeah. i was thinking like 21 okay i got you i was there too so 502 years ago still impressive um so they wanted to sail around the worlds and this is kind of like the same thing as like the um christopher columbus thing or like the Leif Erikson, how they just, like, we're going to set sail around the world. We don't know how long it's going to be. We're going really, but we're just going to go. So, anyway, today he's often credited as being successful in traveling around the world. Um, Like, I definitely learned this in history Mm -hmm. class in, like, elementary school. Like, he was the first person to sail all around the world. But, actually, he only made it about halfway. Oh. So, okay. Well, this is like partially. So his the whole way, but he only made it about half. Oh, 
so he was actually killed in the Philippines um, of on the island of Mactan. Mactan. Yikes. Yeah, so he was actually killed about halfway through, and then his second in command actually completed the voyage. Well, good as well for as, like, the rest of it. Yeah, I know, and he—we don't even know his name. Why did he get killed? I don't know. Was it a mutiny? It was during a skirmish. Oh, maybe. So, like the natives or something? Oh, maybe. I don't know. But, oh, and out of the 260 men that started, well, 61, maybe, because um, only 18 of his crew returned to Spain. What? Yeah, so only 18 out of the 260 people actually, like, survived this entire voyage and made it back. That's insane. That is so many people that died. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I feel like back in those days, you really do sign your life away to, like, go on a journey like that. Because I feel like there's a very real possibility that you could die on the way. Oh, for sure. Whether it's a disease or a battle or... Or just, like, lack of nutrients and vitamins, like scurvy or something. They need orange juice. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I could not imagine, you know, like, if my, like, husband back in that time wanted to go on this voyage. And And then you don't find out for, like... So, you don't, like, hear from them for so long, like... Yeah, because how long did it take, um... Let me look at this up. How long? For, like, Magellan to... Or his crew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, apparently it was only... Three months? Hmm. No, that doesn't seem That right. doesn't seem right. Maybe it that's like how seven... long it took. Maybe that's well, how long I it took it for him to get to the long. Philippines. Hmm. I oh, apparently that might not even be Okay, apparently according to history.com um. Oh my gosh! No, I don't want to subscribe. <laughs> um. So the only so twenty two people actually survived oh, to reach okay. and it was it was a little over a year. Okay, that so. makes more sense to me. Maybe the three. Months. Maybe it was two years, actually. Maybe the three months was how long it took to get to the Philippines or something. Yeah, maybe. And well, a, a lot of people died because of, we are right, scurvy, starvation, scurvy. and harassment by Portuguese ships. Oh. Which is interesting, because aren't they from Portugal? Well, maybe, maybe he's Spain? Portuguese, but maybe they were represented by Spain. Uh, I don't know. Maybe those Portuguese ships were taken over by pirates. Yeah. Oh, apparently. Okay. 
Apparently, he was hit by a poisoned arrow and left <gasps> to die by his retreating comrades. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we don't care about you. Bye. Yeah, but it was definitely like a tribe sort yeah. of thing. Wow. Wow. Crazy. After what a Magell- wild time to be alive. After Magellan's death, the survivors in two ships sailed on... Um, and loaded the hulls with spice. One ship attempted unsuccessfully to return across the Pacific. The other ship, the Victoria, which is what he sailed on, mm-hmm. um, continued west under the command of Juan Sebastian de Elcano. Good job, Juan. You're number one. Yeah. Juan was number two. <laughs> and then he became number one. Yeah. Oh, and then later on, Juan was um, appointed to lead a fleet of seven another voyage um but then he died of scurvy en route (laughs) yikes yikes so maybe Uh, don't ever i think this is what i'm learning from this don't start out the voyage as like number one you want to start out as number two because number one is inevitably gonna be die or just don't go sailing (laughs) yeah you don't have like modern medicine and you know resources yeah (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's wild. Yeah. So that's all I have. Awesome. That is interesting stuff. I feel like I I was thinking about what we could call this episode. I feel like we could call it like um, breaking myths or breaking historical myths you thought were true or something like that. Interesting. I had on my document famous events in history debunked. Oh, okay. I like that one. Famous events in history debunked. So, yeah. Nice. Debunked. Debunked. Very cool. Well, we will see you guys next week for some Salem witch trials. You know, actually, that's perfect because we're getting into, like, October next week. So, it'll be kind of spooky. Perfect. Witchy things. Perfect. We should do a Spooktober. <laughs> yes, yeah, Spooktober. We'll do spooky themed. Love it. Episodes. Can't wait. Yeah. Ooh, right. ooh, ooh, oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Sorry, I know a topic that I want to do now. There's a monkey in our room. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. Ah, ah. Are you going to tell me or should I just... Should we just not tell? You want to tell me? I don't want to reveal it yet. I'll probably tell you maybe. Do you want to tell me after we get off the recording? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Sounds good. Cool beans. We have smattered you with facts. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel smattered? (laughs) Not sure that's the right punchline catchphrase. I don't know. I don't know. Bye. Bye.